When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Still peaking. Still feeling good. Still feel a little exposed. I'm a little nervous. I don't love my new Dodger plan, but I think it's the only option at this point. Talking about the Dodgers, what happened last night, Walker Bueller getting tagged, 10 games to go, two games back. Do you continue to fight like crazy, or do you start to set it up for the wild card and then hopefully the division round? Your plan is very simple. Your plan is, I'm trying to win a World Series. Yep. I'm not saying that this is me speaking for you. This isn't the predicament you were hoping for. No. This isn't no, you wanted to win the division. You thought winning the division was going to be key because of the circumstances. And those circumstances changed for you, Trav. It changed I feel like it changed you could say in the last forty eight hours yeah, I think it did. is where it changed. I, because it's all of the numbers all together. You've said it a couple of times. Trav, it's only two games. And you're right. It is only two games. And the Giants could easily lose a couple of games, you know, by the weekend, really. But the fact of the matter is, it's not just the number two, it's the number 10. It's not just the number two and the number 10, it's the number two, it's the number 10, it's the number 7.38, which is Walker Buehler's ERA in September, September. which we got to get that number down. Two games with 10 games to go is asking a lot, especially when the team that you're chasing seems to have magic dust sprinkled all so over. So what it also sounds like is when I say, well, just play through the weekend. Mm-hmm. you got four games left. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the Giants drop a couple in Colorado. That can happen. Sure. But based upon what you're telling me is you don't care even if the Dodgers make up two games over this next four days and come in on Monday on their day off tied the same exact record as the San Francisco Giants, you still don't want to see Walker Bueller pitch on Tuesday, which is where he'd be scheduled to pitch. That's exactly right. In that scenario that you just painted, tied up. Going into Tuesday, right? Going into Tuesday, they have one more off day this season. It's coming up on Monday. That's it. Going into Tuesday, tied under your scenario yep. with Walker Bueller yeah. scheduled to pitch. Yep. Let's find somebody else. That I disagree with. That, that you need to go and find someone else because your best chance to win the World Series is with Walker Bueller at his best, and right now he's not. Walker Bueller says, "Hey, I, I'm, we freaking made up. T- I could go. I could go on Tuesday. I love you, buddy." Mm-hmm. We, I, the reason I love you is because I know I can't win the World Series without you, but right now you're not yourself. I'm going to save you from your own Can I tell you deal. what's going to happen? Play out that exact scenario? Yeah. Bueller would pitch on Tuesday. Probably, and it yeah, would be a huge pitch. mistake. He would pitch on Tuesday. Strike a quick one here. Let's go to Justin in Los Angeles. Justin, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to save uh, you guys further discussion and fans of L.A. further disappointment. Dodgers are not going to win at any point in the uh, – postseason as they have lost when there's actually fans in the stands for the past eight or nine years in a row yeah i'm not really thinking that's a part of the equation justin thank you for the call i'm not worried about the dodgers playing in front of fans i'm not worried about walker bueller being freaked out because there's people in dodger hats he's he's pitched in front of people before he won that game 163 against colorado rockies in front of people i no, I don't. I don't. I don't buy that for a second, Al. That just seems silly. I, I almost feel like this is kind of dwarfed into a different question. It's one question is playing, you know, playing this thing out, seeing if you could still win the division. 
But based upon what you're saying is, do you rest Bueller? As yeah. in, I, forget everything. Let me stop playing out scenarios for a quick second. You think Bueller should rest one start? I think I think you do. I think he should not pitch again until the postseason. I, I think that's the next time we should see him, because it's only what are we talking about? You're talking about two weeks, a week and a half. We're talking about a week and a half. The, the postseason starts a week from Tuesday, October sixth. I think would be that wild card game, right? So okay, so just shy of two weeks. But this is what I'm saying. I don't want him. Quite honestly, I think the the Bueller one to me that's not going to happen. By the simple. way, simple. But that the, what, what you're saying is not going to happen. Yes. I, I genuinely believe that's not going to happen. I, I, well, uh, well, first of all, you if they're four back, let's say you know I just they said they made today, up two. You if know, they I lose said, today, it's going to happen. If they made up two games and Bueller has a chance to pitch and the division is tied, uh, Bueller is going to pitch. If they're four back by the time you get to Tuesday, maybe that's a different story. One more. Boyle Heights this time and Joseph. Joseph, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Yeah, how's it going, guys? All right. Good, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, I think they should dress Bueller because he looks very tired. He looks really hittable, and he's just struggling. Yeah, no, he's he's tired. He's hit. Look, the pitcher knocked him out of the game yesterday. That was the fifth out of five consecutive hits that he had given up yeah. in the fourth inning. Yeah. The pitcher got him. Walker Bueller has some of the best stuff in baseball. Best. You know, you're talking Jacob Degrom. You're talking Shohei Otani. You're talking some of the Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer for sure. Mm-hmm. No question. Walker Bueller's in that conversation. Only he hasn't been the last month or so. Let's get him right. Let's go into the playoffs. All right, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Anthony Davis uh, is a great player, has been for quite some time. He is a world champion from a couple of years ago, although maybe uh, Justin thinks it doesn't count because there weren't people in the stands, but that's a conversation for another day. ESPN does their list every year, yeah, right? ESPN ranking, they go through their kind of ranking 50, from something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Last year, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis was number two. Yep. LeBron, numero uno. LeBron, yep. or I should say AD, number two. Mm-hmm. This year, number nine. This year, number nine. It's a pretty big drop. Yeah, it is, and I think it's understandable. Um, Look, uh, here's the reality with Anthony Davis. Uh, We all know he's one of the baddest players in the world. We all know that he's arguably the best two-way player in the NBA. Certainly on the short list. Uh, Very, very short list. You could just really say him and Giannis. Um, Kawhi. Kawhi as well. And and even Kawhi, he's going to drop from those rankings as well just because based off injury and everything else. And that's part part to do with Anthony Davis. So I'm going to throw out, they've gone all the way to number six. ESPN has not done one through five yet. But there's five players missing on the uh, on the list so far, so we know who the five are, okay? So let me just kind of go through for you who the five are left that they have not ranked yet. Okay. It's LeBron. Sure. Giannis. Sure. Steph. Uh-huh. KD. Yep. And Luka. Sure. That Those sounds right. Those are the five... And you can make a case, because I know some people are going to go out there and say, well, where the hell is Joel Embiid? Where the hell is Anthony Davis? Where the hell is your MVP, Jokic? You can make an Okay, it's all good. You know, I, I I don't really pay too much attention to that. Number six they have on there is Jokic. Number seven they have on there is Embiid. Dame is number eight. Okay. Anthony Davis, number nine. James Harden at number ten. Sounds like they got it pretty close. If you're top ten in the NBA, those are the top ten that you're going to use. Like I, I actually think I'm surprised Harden is as far back as number ten. I'm surprised Jokic is as high as number six. Okay, it's semantics. Wherever you want to put these, everybody's going to have their own opinion on it. This is a question that I would, I would propose. So last year Anthony Davis came in at number two. He's number nine now. Lakers were coming off a championship. Yep. 
there were plenty of times in that championship run where you would say, that's the baddest man in the planet. AD. AD. Let me explain. KD wasn't playing, right? Um, Kawhi had just gone through losing three games to one against mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. LeBron James was the finals MVP. He should have been. But there were games. If they would have given it to AD, it wouldn't have been an outrage. There were games where, sure. you know, you understand every single night, damn, you see AD on no. the defensive side. You no see question. what AD did here. AD hits a buzzer beater over the Denver Nuggets. I, I think, Trav, if the Lakers are going to go win another championship this year, AD can't be the number nine best player <laughs> in the NBA. No, I think you're right he about cannot. that. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Two things. I agree with what you're saying. He can't be number nine. He needs to be better than that. What I think is interesting is, is there anybody that wants to make a case that he is a top five player? Because I agree with what you're saying, Al. I think that the point of if the Lakers are going to go win a championship, Anthony Davis needs to play like one of those first five guys on the list. I, I'm, I'm with you. But when usually when lists like this come out, it's like, oh, my gosh, look at why is player X in number Y? Sure. Anthony Davis, it, there was a long stretch of his career. Again, he's, this is not a guy that's been in the league one or two years. We're closing in on a decade. Okay, He's been around a while. Number two, number three, number four, number – you know, they, he's, he was in that mix. And this is the first time he's been out of that in a couple of years where he's down at number nine, and it feels about right. That, that, the, the point isn't that he's number nine. It's that, yeah, I, I think that's kind of where he has landed at this point based on his – not just his work last year where he was hurt, but – that you just never quite know. Is he great? Yes. Everything you said about him, two-way guy, no question. Was he as as valuable as LeBron James in the finals? He sure was. But there's this thing that exists in the universe with AD that doesn't with some of these other guys, and I think that's what we're seeing. And I think that's what you're talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to if they're going to win the championship again, that thing needs to go away. Well, I, let me make the same case here. Harden's number 10. He's got the thing, too. Harden has to be top five if they're going to go win an NBA championship. Maybe he doesn't have to be top five, top six. You yeah. know, like something I, along I, those I, lines. I Harden's won the MVP, so it's not I, like James Harden can't do that. But, I look, I, I can sit here and tell you, if you're starting a franchise tomorrow, you want Jokic or you want Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis. Okay, you can make cases, by the way. By the yeah. way, I can sit here and tell you no Jokic because he can also dish out ten dimes and he could do this, he could do that. Real quick, just, just yep. in this scenario. There are how many teams in the NBA? 30? Yeah. Okay. 30 GMs, 32. and you ask them the question, AD or Jokic, is anybody taking Jokic? Yeah, I think there's probably a few that would. Really? Yeah, I really do. Are those the guys that are going to get fired at the end of the season? It's the Sacramento that, Kings. that seems like Sacramento. a big, because look, for, first of all, it's not just a play thing. It's a do you want to come and see it thing. Well, I mean, listen, here's the reality. There's availability that comes into play. There's a lot of different things that come into play. So I, I just say this about Anthony Davis, and I think this upcoming season um, and there was a quote here, and we should read it. This is a quote from Frank Vogel. Chad, see if you could track that one down. I have um, it. I okay. have it right here. You want to listen to it? Yeah. Here you yeah. go. This is Frank Vogel with uh, Spectrum Sportsnet last night. He put a lot of work this offseason yeah. into his body. You know, a lot of work. And uh, we had a we had a moment uh, maybe a, maybe two weeks ago where um, you know he had been training at home. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we had a lot of conversations about. You know, these are some concerns we have with our team. We think we're good here. I think we're good there. And then he comes in for for the workout. It's the first time we had kind of seen him for a while. And his body looked imposing. And we all just looked at each other like, we're going to be really good this year. <laughs> just looking at that exactly guy right there, Coach, like, we're going to be really good this it's- year. Pretty much everything we just said 
coach is going to have that same reaction. Look, everybody knows the Lakers go as AD goes. That, I mean, we've had this conversation. We've ranked who's the most important player coming to this. It's AD. You know, God bless Russell Westbrook, everything he's done in his career. You cannot replace Anthony Davis. So listening to Coach say that, us kind of going through the rankings, I don't care he's ranked ninth. I hope that pisses him off. Mm -hmm. You know, every time we do a game, and this is the one thing I enjoy doing it with Michael, is you'll have a predicament where he'll have a bad game, and then we'd say, okay, well, we know he's going to have a good game. Sometimes... You can see a chip on AD's shoulder. The problem is you got to do it every night. This that's the difference. That's between, why he's number nine and not number four. That's why he's not the most valuable player right. in the NBA. You know whether right. you know however you see that value. So that just kind of gives a little perspective. If Anthony Dave, if the way Frank Vogel is describing Anthony Davis, his size, the way he looks, all that stuff, Laker fans should be excited. I like what Frank Vogel said about his body. That he came in, he looks great. He's put on some some weight, or he's physically imposing. Okay, cool, cool. I, I always take that with a little bit of a okay kind of mm-hmm. moment because I get that there's the natural progression of as you've been in the league a little longer you get a little stronger you get a little bigger you put on a little muscle and that's just look Trey Young should be bigger in year three than he was in year two than he was in year one Brandon Ingram we've been talking about it forever hey when's he going to start to put on some weight Kobe Kobe, Kobe, Kobe came Kobe. in by the time he was by the time he left he was he was the dude yeah right that's a great example I'm always curious when a guy that's at the stage in his career where Anthony Davis is, where it hasn't been, okay, does he look different now than he did when he came in? Yeah, and there's been a little bit of a progression, but this whole best shape of my life, put on this weight, I'm always like, okay, why now? Like, what, 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 why, why not last year or the year before that? Especially with a guy like Anthony Davis who's in and out of the lineup, especially with a guy like Anthony Davis who gets knocked to the ground a lot. Like, let's, let's strap up sooner. Why did it take this long to get there? Did it happen? Great. I'm glad it but, finally but to, happened. But, to but just, I always have that thought. To describe, you know, what your, you know, your point that you're making. He's been one of the best players in the league since he got in. His frame is kind of, in a sense, works to his advantage because he can still play defense, move around. He's He's quick. He's not not a, okay, my feet are stuck to the ground. In the two years he was here, Travi had arguably one of his you know best careers. Lakers win a championship. Last year he was just injured. So maybe part of what Frank is saying is Anthony Davis knows, too, from his evolution – let me get, let me beef up a little bit because I think beefing up also might keep me on the court longer. Last season it was obviously uh, affected by that. All right, so what was it earlier this week? Was it last week where I was super fired up that Steve Ballmer had Friday. double toilets? Friday, yeah, yeah Friday, yeah. Uh, double the toilets at the new twice arena. amount of toilets who, who at does, Intuit at the Intuit Dome. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm all in on double toilets. Yeah. He's talking again, and I'm all out again. This, this so is the you were part. sold on Friday. Yeah, I, he turned me around Today, the no. wrong way. He turned me around the wrong way. I'll tell you what I mean next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't like that Funch is going into the Godfather with a bad attitude. What was that? It's it's as if we're asking him to, hey, can you run seven miles this weekend and let us know how it goes? I'm not asking you to watch Nell. 
Okay. Uh, it's not it's not going well in a bunch of household too. My fiance just texted me saying, Uh, I hate the Godfather. Can't she get, saw get, it. get can't get into it, never finish it. It's boring. Seven is amazing. Red flag. Yeah, you may want to reconsider that. I liked her when I heard about the in and out truck possibility. Um, but the, the Godfather okay, thing here's is kind of kind of whack. We need family support on both sides. So <laughs> if we can't be walking into this with this negative energy. Everybody on Twitter is talking to, you know, Funches yeah. like, hey, Funch, you got to watch this movie. Yeah. Sit down. Give it yeah. a couple hours. It's one of the classics of all time. The attitude he had this morning when we just, when he knew he had to watch it. And now we got his fiance chiming in. <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. I already know the review come Monday morning. Wasn't that well, I watch, no, I watch a half hour of it. <laughs> yeah, you, I watch well, a half hour of it and I'm going to act like I watched the whole thing. People like that? People Can't, think that's good? He's just going to keep saying <laughs> Can't believe what happened at the end. You have no idea what, yeah. what he's talking about. I, 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 I did the, the Funch, we need you, bro. I watched you the long one it. and it's and the old one. That's not the that's not the way to jump into it, Funch. Open mind, my friend. Open mind. All right, Dana White is going to join us in about 14 minutes from right now. Coming up at 12:15, we're going to have our picks, our yep. NFL picks. We've got our guest eight, picker today as well. It might eight, be the last time six. we ever do it. Eight eight six is the score. Yes, eight, and, and, eight, eight, and one, one, one zero, zero. one. Yes. Yeah. Travis won, Slee mm-hmm. was zero, listeners won. By the way, my that's win not, last week. That's not how standings work. Yeah, hockey standings. Soccer. They have those, those whack standings where they Yeah, but that's like a it, group. No, but it's I'm, like I'm, a stage I'm, or something No, I'm doing like it like the show. It's the Travis and Sliwa show, so it's Travis, Sliwa, and then the listeners. That's how I'm setting it up, right? No, you weren't. Yeah. That's exactly how you I'm were doing. making your own standing. Sorry, let's <laughs> let's go. All right. So Steve Ballmer uh, is talking again. <laughs> it's kind of like that, actually. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how article Bill Plaschke, LA Times. Bill Plaschke has a column, and I loved what Steve Ballmer was talking about last week. Building his new arena. We're mm-hmm. gonna st- put our flag in the ground. We're gonna have our own fans. We're gonna have our own identity. We're gonna make sure that we go about it our way. And if those guys down the road don't like it tough i loved it i don't buy it because i'm a laker guy but i i like it because it's a tangible thing al it's a tangible thing where he's saying this is what i'm going to do i'm going to build this to rival your thing it's real it's tangible this today where him just barking at everybody else this felt far less substantive and far more performative so i'm going to read the title of the article by the way i encourage you to go read it bill plashke la times Clippers owner Steve Ballmer puts jeering Laker fans on notice. He's coming for you. Mm-hmm. This, this is my. This is the one thing that I'll say, and maybe I'm not the right person to ask about this. I, I told you, you can respect what Steve Ballmer's doing. I respect what he's doing. The guy's worth $100 billion, and you know what he's doing? He is trying to take care of a product that he owns, and he doesn't care if anybody doesn't like his product. He doesn't care if the competition has been much more popular over the years. If you want me to use, you know, I I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, how long was he the president of Microsoft? Uh, He still owns, I think he's the largest shareholder of Microsoft, Mm -hmm. even to this day. Mm -hmm. Apple and Microsoft, right? One or the other, whatever the case is. You got some wins, you got some wins. Here's my issue with a lot of the thought process and the comments. You shouldn't run your mouth if you haven't won anything. That's it. That's my only thing. You go build what you're going to go build. I mean, whether you and I like it, whether you and I should say the Clippers should have moved and they should have went to Seattle, or why haven't the Clippers, and he addressed this as well, why didn't they change their name? It's got such a bad stigma to it. Why didn't they change the chaos? Why don't you just kind of start over? Good question, by the way. (laughs) Listen, but if if Steve Ballmer says, 
you could give your opinion. This is my squad. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. I'm going to go pay $400 million to MSG so I could grab the form so then I can clear the legal hurdles to then go build a $1.8 billion stadium. And you know what? It's probably going to look a lot better than Staples Center. He can do all that. But the one thing I don't understand is it's the equivalent of this. Remember we were talking about our sports villains? Yeah. And one of the guys you said was Larry Bird. Sure. And you said Larry Bird would walk into a three-point contest and he'd tell everybody who's going to grab second. And then he'd go out there and he'd win. Mm Mm-hmm. Larry Bird was winning prior to that. Larry Bird had championships. Larry Bird had something that he could talk about and put his chest out and say to everybody else out there, I'm Larry freaking Bird. I've won championships with the Boston Celtics. My only hesitation is I'm not one to tr- to talk trash. That's yeah. not me. But if you're going to talk trash, can you have done something first before you start running your mouth, but especially at the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. And and the, the Laker fans are worried. Are they a little bit worried about this? That their already team is already eliminated a little bit, a little bit. It, come on, the, do you have something? Yeah, I got this new arena. Okay, you have my attention. What's that going to be like? Cool. Oh, wow. Oh, you're going to build a wall. Oh, all right. Awesome. I'm interested. You just saying, look over here, look over here. I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. You're, I'm going to come and get you, I'm going to come and get you. I'm on the same side, Al. This, this, this feels performative to me. This this feels like an attempt to get attention because, to your point, the attention has not been earned. The attention has been and, – and this isn't Laker fans turning their back on the city. This isn't the people of Los Angeles being pulled away from the L.A. Clippers. They were never over there to begin with. I get it. And you and I had this conversation last week. The Clippers have fans. They do. Do they have as many as the Laker fans? Of course not. Of course not. But they have a fan base that exists that's very passionate about their team. But to pretend like this city was up for grabs and all of a sudden people turned their back on them, it's just, it's not true. You've lost you've lost me in that moment where you're trying to you're trying to set up an argument that was never there to begin with. This isn't people going away from the Clippers. They were never there to start. It's interesting. The conversation is interesting. I th- I find it actually in a sense fascinating that he's as kind of bold the way he is about, you know, kind of bringing up Lakers and Laker fans as often as he does. I just don't think he needs to. Have you ever, I, you, you've heard the, you know, always shoot up Mm-hmm. Right, ne- never shoot down. Always shoot up. Only take on guys that are bigger than you. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. But, he's not but taking there's a, a shot way to at the do Suns it. No, or but, the but, Thunder. He's shooting at the Lakers. There's a way to do it. My my point is is that it, just for an example, and this is not going to create good content, and it's not going to let us go out of our way and talk about it, and it's probably not going to have Bill Plaschke and, and you know me referring to this article. There's a way to get attention. He obviously continues here. What's the way? He's the face of getting attention for the Clippers sure. right now. Kawhi ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> that's for sure. Ty Lue is going to say, hey, Clippers, Lakers are out. Why don't you come rule for us? Lake friends are like, oh, well, that's not, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. He's getting the attention. I get that strategy. But I guess what it comes down to for me, if he says, guys, why am I going to talk about the, Clay, the, the Lakers? They have owned this city for how long? They're an international brand. They have 17 championships. We're just worried about ourselves. Why you? Lakers just won a championship less than a year ago. So he's almost making it sound like the Lakers haven't accomplished. We're coming after the Lakers. I, I don't understand the strategy of we're pointing our finger at the biggest and the baddest. And oh, by the way, they're still the favorites to win a championship with yeah, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I, I get it. I just am uninterested in it. You know what I mean? I get what he's doing. Because if he just says, well, we got a nice building over here and we got double the toilets. You have to say it like that. Wi-Fi and. 
uh, you know, the Lakers are really great too. That That's not going to get anybody to pay attention. I get what he's doing. He's making a bunch. Here, here's the difference. The, the difference is between a performance and some substance is when Denny Green goes out there and punches the podium and smacks and screams and you can go ahead and crown their, you know, their asses or whatever it is he said, that's a guy that's angry and in the moment and feeling it. And then there's the, how do I get attention? How do I get attention? How do I get attention? Then there's Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. That wasn't real. That was total baloney. That, that was, was last that, year that, anniversary, or yeah, yesterday. That yeah, was that, that's just one of those moments where, yeah, dude, I, I know you're just trying to get my attention. I'm not going to give it to you. For me, this is a Travis thing, okay? I'm not I'm saying I get what he's doing. He's making a lot of noise, throwing a bunch of firecrackers in the air to try to say, look at me, look at people me. Look talk me. Right, people talk about us. By the way, might maybe it changes that Lakers-Clippers right. matchup moving for, forward. For me, okay. it's a, yeah, let me know when you guys are in the mix again. And, and they were in the mix last year. Mm-hmm. To their credit, they were in the mix. We're paying attention. It's like, okay, but you're going to have to do more than just jump up and down and yell. It just, eh, it's just not my deal. Yeah, you're going to have to win a couple chips. That's what you're going to do. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear with you every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Al, president of the UFC, Dana White, is scheduled to join us next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Dana White scheduled to join us here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Looking forward to talking a little UFC 266, Al. Have you ever been to a UFC event? No, it's actually it's going to be one of my questions with him. because I, I, I always think back, right, your first NBA game you ever went uh-huh. to. Until you go to a sporting event, it's one thing to watch it on TV. UFC feels like one of those sporting events that if you're there in person – You'll never have the same outlook again of what that like. You can't make up that energy. You always said this with boxing. Yeah, some of these big events, you're like, this is the best it gets. No, so it's I I I like the question. We'll ask him coming up here in just a little bit. But for instance, don't get me wrong. I love going to basketball, baseball, and football. I love attending games, no matter what it is. But the experience of watching a football game and going to a football game, baseball game, basketball game, they're they're pretty similar, right? That that it's fun. You get the game. You're looking at what you're looking at, and it works really well. When you go to a, if you're a non hockey person and you watch hockey on TV, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't quite get it. Mm-hmm. I don't, the speed doesn't translate real well on TV. And then you go watch it in person, it's a totally different experience. Then there's what you just said, which is a fight on TV is exciting, it's exhilarating. There's, there's that, that crackle in the air of somebody could get hurt, if we're being perfectly honest. That's, that's a part of what makes combat sports so compelling. But a fight, man, there is nothing like it. Hmm. You go in there, and it is so the speed and the power and just the 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 sizzle of the moment is so palpable. Hmm. And I haven't been to UFC. I I need to go. We should, you know what? We should find a road trip. We should find a, a way to go to one of these fights in person. It would be incredible. Were we talking about going to Vegas? Uh, we said we'll, this a couple we'll, we'll times. We'll double dip it. We'll After do a the UFC Lakers event. went to training camp, yeah. and, or they're going to go to Vegas for some type of a retreat, we, we should do the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Do exact same thing. We'll do a UFC event. I'll buy his dinner, and I'll judge your cocktail order. It'll be a, it'll be a perfect night. Morales says he's never seen your wallet before. 
Well, it's because Key, Key, look, Keyshawn is really generous. Keyshawn takes good care of, of the crew. So, yeah, I that's not true. Well, maybe it's a little bit true. I bought Chris some drinks on the golf course before, so that's something. We've been at Starbucks, and you were the front of the line, and I ordered uh, just a pike, and you said, two separate checks, please. <laughs> See, that, two separate checks. That's just a lie. It's, I think that's the first time that you've ever just lied to our listeners. On you the even air, said, I have look no idea who he is. <laughs> Six feet, please. Six yeah, feet separation, please. Social distancing, please. please. All right. Uh, we'll wait for Dana White. He's coming up in a bit, hopefully. The Deion Sanders thing is really interesting. We talked about this More a little bit yesterday. Now. Yeah, yeah, right? So I want to play this for you because you and I were talking about Re – Reggie Bush brought it up. Reggie Bush brought up the possibility of Deion Sanders being the next head coach at USC. And you and I were both kind of on the same spot of Deion's interesting. Deion is a great recruiter, but Deion's inexperienced as a head coach. Maybe the, the USC job is not the place where you cut your teeth. Paul Feinbaum felt differently. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Heather's right about a lot of things, but what Deion Sanders can do is hire a staff. He can go out and get a great defense and offensive coordinator. He is the face of the program. And is there a city in America that needs a face and glitz more than Los Angeles? I think he would be unbelievable. Go ahead and hire him today. Go ahead and hire him How today. About that? Right? How about that? And that's pretty much one of the voices for college football. Paul Feinbaum knows college football, no question. And to go to ahead say, and hire him go today. Go ahead and hire him And, and it, you know, what, what makes it interesting, I'm going to use this as an example. A lot of times we talk, what makes a great owner or a great CEO or a great, you know, whoever's on top of the chain, a great Leader. president of basketball operations, a, a genie bus, use as an example. It's who they hire, who they hire under them. That's what makes them so good is they are smart enough to point out, you know, obviously who should lead the offense, who should lead the defense, who should lead special teams. They're smart enough to know that they don't have all the answers, that they can go put people in other positions. The most important job for Deion Sanders would be I got to go out and make sure that I get these top-notch recruits. Um, Reggie Bush was pointing this out yesterday, or we, we, we were reading the article Jackson State is number fifty-five in recruiting in yeah. the country. Do you know how insane that is? That's and and I'm very I'm, impressive. I'm not still. I'm not all in on this. Go get Deion Sanders, but I get the point that's being made. Why Deion could be a good fit for USC? You no, know, I get it, and I'll be honest. When I heard Feinbaum say that, it it made me pump the brakes. It made me stop and say, okay, let me let me think about this again. If Paul Feinbaum is on the hire him today train mm -hmm. what am i missing about this and i thought about it again and i came to the exact same conclusion is he a star no doubt would la love dion no doubt would he attract players yep does he know how to coach a football team i don't know and and the answer he can hire a staff do we know he knows how to hire a staff why, why is this do we know oh. he knows how to put these pieces in place this is not I'll figure it out as I go. This is USC. Mm -hmm. Okay? This you you don't do the I'll figure it out as I go at Ohio State or Supposed Alabama to bring somebody or who's USC already figured it Texas. out. Yeah, the, right. the, you got you have that idea of this is the guy I need in the chair right now and we're going to be if not ready to go on day 1, we're going to be ready to go shortly after I get in here and put my pieces in place. You surprised Feinbaum had those comments? You surprised that 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 was kind of the angle that he took? Yeah, it did yeah. catch me by surprise. All right, as promised, UFC 266 coming up at Team Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, joined right now by the president of USC, Dana White. Dana, how are you feeling today? I'm awesome. How are you? Fantastic. Dana, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, I, I want to ask this. I know we're going to get into uh, this, uh, uh, the fights coming up this Saturday. Question I have, I'm just kind of curious. You have now been running UFC 
for 20 years. Is this, I guess more from a philosophical question, is this is this the vision you had? I mean, where UFC is sitting today, the popularity of the sport, or have you surpassed even your wildest dreams of, of what you thought this could be? Yeah, well, I, you know, obviously I really believed in this thing, and I, and I, I believe that this could go global. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that have happened with the UFC that I look around now and, you know, that you would never even think. Like, for instance, our performance institute that we built, we got one in China. We got one here. I'm looking at a couple down in Mexico, Puerto Rico. I'm going to open a couple in Africa. You know, you, you don't see stuff like that coming. Is, who, who is your competition, Dana? Is it other combat sports? Is it the NFL? Is it the, the Premier League? Like, when you talk about how it spreads across the world, like you're talking about, when you look at it and say, I want to be like that league or this organization, who, who's the competition? I have a ton of competition. Um, the, my competition is anything that takes your attention away from my thing on Saturday. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's your wife, your girlfriend, your kids. <laughs> A great movie that comes out, another sporting event that's happening, uh, a beautiful night outside where people want to be outside. I mean, there's just so many different things that I compete with on a Saturday night. You're coming after everybody, Dana. That's I think that's the theme here. Uh, Dana White taking some time, president of USC, to join uh, the Travis and Sliwa show. Dana, I was telling this to Travis, and you know I'm going to remember the first time I went to an NBA game or the first time I went to an NFL game. I've never been to a live UFC event, and for oh, those, man. and and this is this is a question that I'm hoping you could help answer. Is does it just not do it justice? I mean, as as you could watch a, a big a big time matchup, big time name, but for someone who has not gone, a listener who's on the road right now, what is the vibe we'd be missing by not being at a live event? Okay, let me try to explain this to you, and this is my personal opinion. Um, when I, when I go to an NBA game. It's awesome. If you have the, the right seats at an NBA game, the energy and everything is fun. The guys are ripping up and down the court. You watch the NBA on TV, tune in for the last fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Um, the NFL is incredible on TV. When you're there live, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that same feeling to me. When you watch the UFC on television, it is awesome. It's great television product. It's even better live. Hmm. You have to come to a live event. Listen to me. You're in L.A., right? Yeah. Yep. Jump in your car Friday night, drive out here. I got two tickets for you to the fight this Saturday night if you want to come. I, I was I was hoping that was going to come, but I was waiting for the – there'll be two tickets at the airport waiting for you too. Done. Yeah, done. I'll do that too. You don't scare me. Exactly. Dana White, president of the UFC, joining us. UFC 266 coming up on Saturday night in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. You've got three featured bouts. You've got Volkanovski against Ortega. You've got Valentina Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. And then the return to the ring, Nick Diaz. It's been six years. He's going to fight Robbie Lawler. They fought 17 years ago. As Dana White sees it, which one are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, it's tough. The whole card is stacked. The, the, the first two fights that, that opened the, uh, the main card are awesome, too. So, um, you know, I, obviously, if you ask me which one I'm looking forward to, I mean, you got the featherweight championship on the line, two of the baddest featherweights in the world, Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega facing off. And when you look at all the variables and, and, and all the skills that these two have, it equals war. This fight's going to be an absolute war, and I'm really looking forward to it. Dana, I know that you know you've had some, you know, really just UFC has created some humongous names, huge, huge athletes that have become as popular as any athlete in, you know, obviously in the world. Nick Diaz and Nate Diaz, 
are they meant to the sport? You know, I know that, that maybe they're not the Conor McGregor's, but probably within MMA, they, they are that, or within UFC. What have those two meant to the sport over the years? Yeah, no, they definitely bring in a completely different uh, crowd. And the, 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 the people that follow the Diaz brothers are diehards, man. They love the Diaz brothers. Win, lose, or draw, they love the fact that they show up and, and fight. Dana White, president of UFC, joining us here. UFC 266 coming up this weekend in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Alan just mentioned Conor McGregor there a minute ago. What did you make of his first pitch at Wrigley Field the other day? Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing he can fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nobody was happier to see that pitch than 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 50 Cent and Carl Lewis thought it was awesome. That, that's for sure. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone out and thrown out that first pitch? You know, it's easy for me to talk smack because, no, I have not and I will not. I've been offered to do that a million times and there's no way in hell. See, this is why you're in charge of things. You know the decisions that you need to make. You know the decisions that you need to stay away from. One last quick one before we let you go, Dana. The greatest UFC fight you've ever seen is what? You know, it, it, that's a tough one for me to answer. If you watch the UFC religiously, every Saturday night, we put on unbelievable fights. And there's been so many great fights. But you know what I'll tell you? You know, Robbie Lawler, like you were saying, he's been here for 17 years. And... For the people who are listening and for you guys, in case you forgot, UFC's Instagram put up a Robbie Lawler highlight reel today. Hmm. Watch it. It will blow your mind. I mean, in one of, the, one of the ends of the fight, Joe Rogan says, that's the greatest round I think I've ever seen. I mean, you, you, you got to see this Robbie Lawler highlight reel on Instagram today. Dana White, UFC 266, coming up this weekend at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Dana, appreciate your time today. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, Dana. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. You got it. Yeah. That. By the way, what a great answer, right? No, I've been asked a bunch, but I know I know my lane. That's why I always say no. There's something about it. You know what, what's funny and incredibly unfortunate? I think if we told him, like, hey, no, we're in on Saturday. I have It'd a wedding done. on Saturday. You have, what are you doing? On your, or you have a uh, wedding on Friday. Friday, and then I have the taco guy on Saturday, so I'm not missing the taco guy. Look, I'd love to go to UFC no, 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 266, no, 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 no. but Here, here's, tacos. Here's the reality. I have a first cousin getting married on Me Saturday. Too. Okay? Yeah. And this is like, there's no there's no negotiation. Right. I'm, I'm going to be at the wedding. The fact that he's offering us to- because I'm not scared of you. <laughs> I, I have this, I, I really do have this curiosity and kind of a weird fascination with UFC, because I'm not- you know, if you said, I'm not a combat person. I'm not somebody that's looking. We've talked about this. I don't need to see somebody tweet me out a fight from the Rams. Uh, you know, I, I don't care about that stuff. UFC is so much more than that. It really is an art. It really is. It's a way of fighting that these guys have mastered. You make one wrong move, all of a sudden you find yourself in your arm uh, six inches behind you, whatever the case is. There's a fascination to it. But the way he described being there at a live event, we, we got to experience that at one point. Yeah, the, we, we need to take the Travis and Sliwa show on the road. I think that the, the main takeaway is whether it's UFC, whether we're just going to go do a uh, corporate retreat for the, the four of us, we need to get that done. It's Travis and Slee. It is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotlines. Finish our Deion Sanders conversation. Plus, we still have a whole bunch of Dodger stuff yeah. to get to as well. Do the Dodgers continue to fight for the division, or do you start to set things up to put Max Scherzer into that wild card game to make sure that Walker Bueller is ready to go for the division round? That's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You want to feel old, Al? 
Not really, but it's going to make you feel old anyway. Okay. Shawshank Redemption, 27 years old today. The movie. Stephen King short What was story. seven yesterday? 26? So, yeah, about the I same time. I think 26. Time. About the same time. Remember the Titans came out uh, as well? It's a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. That's from, Emily uh, said Emily's her neck favorite. Of the woods. She yeah. said her favorite sports well, movie Well, that makes ever. sense. It's, a, it's a good movie. And B, it's from her, you know, that's where she's from. She's from the Northern Virginia area. So, yeah, that one makes sense. But Shawshank, Shawshank's a problem. Shawshank's a problem because, A, it under the best of, so just unedited, just roll it, it's nearly two and a half, three hours long. It's a yeah. long movie. Yeah. It's great, but it's really long. Very similar to what Funches will be doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Funch, make sure you uh, you eat and you have plenty of water when you watch Godfather. It's not a short one either. But Got to change his, his fiance's vibe <laughs> on this one. I'm yeah, concerned now. I'm concerned because... If she's if she's coming into this thing pretty much saying like, hey, I don't want you to watch this thing for three hours. We might we I'm, we might not get a review on Monday. <laughs> the good thing, guys, is that she's going to be gone this weekend on her. Oh, we're stuff, good. So oh, no, we're good. All right. So yeah, you're you're all right. You're all right. Get I'll a get a pizza up. or some Jolene's wings or whatever it is that you want to do and settle in and watch The Godfather. But Shawshank Al is that yeah. if I turn it on, it's on TNT. I don't care if it's one minute in or it's almost over. I'm there for the rest of the movie. It can have its requisite two hours of additional commercials. They can stretch Doesn't that thing out to, to five hours. No. I am watching the whole thing. That that movie, and the other one that's edited that's on sometimes, that it, no matter where I drop in, I'm finishing it, Yeah, Pulp Fiction. That no, no matter where that one is, I'm finishing it. Do you have movies like that where oh, I'm- No it, question okay, about it. Okay, there goes three hours. Yeah, no, no question about it. I'm like, no, no, that's fine. You could throw on- I don't care if it's a Wendy's commercial, a Clorox <laughs> commercial. We're, we're going through this. Um, I'm going to go Goodfellas. That's yeah, for always sure. Always on. For and sure. Always, you just kind of. Long to begin with. Long too. to begin. You just kind of sit through. Um, a lot of Will Ferrell movies. I don't know how many Step Brothers, how many times I've watched that. Talladega Nights, commercials, no commercials. I don't care where you are in the movie. I'm in. That's another one. Um, but it, it takes more like Shawshank. That's different because that's a certain kind of mood yeah. of a movie. Yeah. So the fact that you could watch that and then there's a Twix commercial right <laughs> versus the left and be okay with it. That's pretty damn impressive. It is. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity. You mentioned Goodfellas and it reminded me of something and yeah. I have my anniversary coming up here in a, in a couple of days and it'll be anniversary number 24 mm. okay but we were at dinner on and this is a good fellow story so stick with me we're at dinner the other day uh susan and i and she she says to me apropos, apropos of nothing we're just sitting there and this is how i know i i made a good choice in my life for for my wife she says to me hey uh don't make it too obvious but the guy that's sitting right behind you has the same piece from maury and goodfellas <laughs> You know, Memory of the Hairpiece yeah, guy. Yeah. And then, and I turn around and at, a, exact at a glance, it not it I thought it was Maury for half a second. It was you could almost see the seam at the top mm. like Maury's. I'm like, you know what? I made a really good choice in my life because not a lot of uh wives are gonna go, Maury from Goodfellas yeah, is sitting. Gonna have you. that as an example. <laughs> I'd have gone home right after dinner and watched Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, which we should have. That'd have been the setup there right you there. Go. By the way, and, and that she's got the radar for the piece too. Always fun. That's always a fun conversation to have at the uh, at the dinner table. ESPN radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and Progressive 
Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Here you go. Here's some breaking news right yep. now. This is from uh, Jorge Castillo of the LA Times, covers the mm -hmm. Dodgers. Max Scherzer is lined up to start game 163 or the wild card game. Dave Roberts says that will not change. Quote, I think he's the best pitcher in baseball. So they're, they're locking in for 163 or the wild card game. And while he's not saying we're letting go of the rope, this leads you to believe they're letting go of the rope. I think we're going to find out a lot more whether they're letting go of the rope based upon is Walker Bueller going to pitch? on Tuesday or is he not? And I think that, you know, let's let the weekend play out. Scherzer's already lined up for that game anyway. So I mean if you just if you look at the order, he's technically lined up for that game. He he absolutely is, but there's a way that they could very easily line him up to pitch one sixty two if they needed to. And he's already saying that's not happening. We'll tell you what that is. We'll get into all of that and why they need to go in a different well, direction starting right and now. And this is the big question. And you know, we'll throw this out to Dodger fans. You got ten games left keep fighting for the division, you're two games back, or do you say, you know what, throw in the white towel, let's just start preparing for either that wild card game and really there's no other scenario because if, if you're throwing it out, then basically you're saying there's no 163rd. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.